Hello and welcome to the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santorelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. So today we're going to cover a few topics. Uh, We're going to start with a topic on weight loss, drugs, and supplements. I'm only going to cover a few that I've had personal experience with or, you know, people that I'm close to, friends, family, former uh, weight loss clients. I'll talk about uh, some some of the weight loss supplements or drugs they've used. I'm also going to be doing a review on the Skinny Confidential podcast. Now, this is one of my favorite podcasts. The host is Lauren Everts Bostick, and her husband, Michael Bostick, is also a host. And Michael's the the CEO of Dear Media, Dear Media Studio. And a lot of the podcasts that I listen to are put on by this media company. And uh, so Lauren had a guest by the name of Naomi Olindo. Some of you may know her. She's a reality star. She she does many things, actually. She's an entrepreneur. She's very smart. Uh, and she was on one of my favorite reality shows called Southern Charm. And she was on a recent episode of The Skinny Confidential talking about her breakup and getting cheated on and uh, some other things. Uh, but I'm I'm actually going to go back to a former episode that I had listened to a while back. Naomi was was promoting a wellness company that she's part owner of called Blender Bombs. And in this episode where she was talking about Blender Bombs, she also brought up a, a drug that she takes that also aids in her weight loss. So we'll we'll cover that. Um, and so let's get into it. So, so my own personal experience with weight loss supplements was I first started taking some supplements called Xenadrine way back in the day. This is when I was in college and I'm trying to remember back if I took it more, if I took it for weight loss or I was taking it for energy. I think probably a little bit of both. I don't know who first suggested them or got me into them, but I know I, I never drank coffee back then. So I I definitely use them as like my morning coffee. I would take two on an empty stomach and basically have the jitters in the morning. I'd be shaking. Um, and I just, I've always been somebody who... You know, I like a little alteration of my current state. You know, I like stuff that gives me energy. Um, I mean, I'd like to say that I'm completely all natural, but, you know, I like my alcohol. I like my, I mean, cannabis is natural, but, um, you know, I've been, I've been known to experiment here or there. Uh, And so I did take these kind of weight loss supplements. And, you know, I, I definitely think that I took them to manage my weight. Uh, you know, they they acted as a diuretic, but they were, I could tell that they were not good for my heart. So I remember one one day, I think this is pretty, this is close to when I stopped taking them completely. I was training for a physical fitness test that I had to take. And I I was hungover. I'd been out drinking the night before, so I was wicked hungover and just dehydrated as hell. And I wanted to go out and take a run, but it was it was super, super hot out. It was it was the summer. It was in Massachusetts. This is when I, I lived in the Boston area. And I it was 
it was so humid out. It was just a hot summer day. It was close to noon. I remember I, I'd gotten up that late late that day and hadn't drank a lot of water, but then popped two, two of these. And it might have switched because I, I know Xenadrine ended up kind of going out of business. And then there was this other supplement that was similar to it. And so I ended up taking two on an empty stomach and going out for a run. And I just remember feeling like my heart was pounding out of my chest. I seriously felt like I was going to have a heart attack. And I, I did stop taking those shortly after. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely don't think that I ever really needed those. Uh, I, you know, in terms of weight loss supplements in general, I think that, again, I, I do think that natural is always better. I Now I use black coffee really for appetite control. You know, if I get up in the morning and I am hungry, I mean, my my habit is to start with with water first and then coffee and then um and it that does decrease my hunger overall i think it does kind of boost my metabolism it does act like a diuretic i usually you know you know go to the bathroom and and that's just kind of part of my habit and you know the coffee and and the caffeine and all that keeps everything moving which i i think is a good thing uh, I, I would like to be able to drink green tea on an empty stomach, but I, it actually makes me nauseous when I take green tea on an empty stomach. Uh, another weight loss drug that we used to sell at LA Weight Loss, so we used to sell a couple supplements there. Uh, some of them were just health supplements like calcium and uh, one of them was kind of a weight loss. It was a weight loss supplement. We sold it as a weight loss supplement and I think the 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 most potent thing that it had in it was green tea extract and I think some guarana. And it it was very mild and I think because it was a big corporation they weren't going to do anything as strong as like a Xenadrine or one of those uh you know weight loss supplements you can get at GNC where it's they're definitely a lot stronger. I think, you know, big corporations are always looking to not get sued, so I think they purposefully made these supplements more mild so that they wouldn't overstimulate someone's heart. Uh, And, you know, I do believe in the benefits of green tea. I think that they, you know, green tea is a natural stimulant. So I I did believe that they helped somewhat. I don't think that they were a game changer, but um, I would sell them as part of someone's overall regimen. Just like in other, you know, so there are so there are, and there was also this other supplement that we call that was called oleic acid, which was supposed to basically kind of help shrink your fat cells. I may be getting that wrong, but anyway, that was that was another uh, supplement that we sold that was more for fat loss. And then, so Taylor Strecker, she did the MediFast diet. Now, the MediFast diet, I was researching it before I hopped on this podcast, and. So the MediFast diet obviously is shakes, it's all protein, it's super, super, super restrictive. I mean, it's doctor, you're, you're monitored by a health provider. Uh, but there are appetite appetite suppressants involved. From what I've read online, I've never done it myself, but they're, from what I've read, and they actually did published research on this, there was a PubMed 
article, research story or research article um, regarding the appetite suppressants and how they help make the Medi weight loss plan successful and how those appetite supplements along with their regimen help people to lose anywhere from two to five pounds in a week, which is an insane amount of weight loss in, in, a sh- in such a short period of time. Um, now, when I heard about how restrictive Taylor was being and her mom, I think her mom had some sort of neurological breakdown. Now, I don't know if it was tied to many weight loss, but certainly anything that cuts out vegetables from your diet, fuck that. There's no way I could ever do a diet plan that did not allow me to eat vegetables. I, I Honestly, I think that that's ridiculous. Uh, I think, look, different strokes for different folks and Taylor was, you know, shedding for the wedding, if you will. And she wanted something extreme and she did lose a lot of weight on it. She did gain it all back. I mean, once you are on something so restrictive and you do go back to regular eating, it's it's hard to stay regimented because you're so tortured during that period of time. So, you know, when I want to lose weight, it's it's definitely got to be something that's more satiating, has more balance to it. I'll never do one of those types of restrictive diets again. Now, I might have a day or two where I eat mainly protein and vegetables just to kind of have a leaner day. But that type of all protein, no vegetables, no, that that would not work for me. Now, Prolon is that diet that Liz Cully did. Now, Prolon, I was, I was researching Prolon a little bit and Prolon is the, the point of Prolon is basically to put your body into into a fasting mode, but you're still eating. Now, I put eating in quotation marks here because you're basically eating soup. You're the other things that it comes with are these little crackers, some olives, uh, some very low calorie drinks, some tea. So I mean, you're basically fasting. I mean, there's broth, <laughs> there's tea. And you pay a shit ton of money for this program. So really what you're doing is you're paying so that you stick to it. I mean, really, that's what it is. And you could go to Trader Joe's and get some chicken broth and, you know, some tea and some green olives and some of their holistic crackers and call it a day and spend $10 instead of like $150. Now, I did hear that there that supplements came with it, so I was curious what supplements were used. And I have to say the supplements that were in this specific Prolon plan were just very very healthy, like omega-3s and then this vegetable powder that had tons and tons and tons of vitamins and nutrients and minerals. So I think overall, I mean, that's definitely a lot more natural and a lot healthier, say, than, in my opinion, I should say, than a Medi weight loss plan. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm curious. I, I am planning on having Liz. Liz said she'd uh, do an interview with me, so we'll we'll see. I would like to hear exactly more details on it, how she felt on it, what she did right after the diet. You know, did she stick with a healthy regimen or was it short term trying to feel good for a vacation that was coming up because you know I think these things are good to jump start but if you're going into a mode where you want to choose in general healthier items more whole foods um you know just a healthier lifestyle in general so so anyway so that's prolon 
Now, I had met a doctor. So I, in my company that I'm in now, I'm still in, in health and wellness, and I had sponsored this uh, DO convention, Doctors of Osteopathy. And I met this this physician who was a weight loss physician. And I was there representing my other company, which is, which is in the legal cannabis space. And I was telling him that there were implications uh, for the metabolism uh, with uh, canna- uh, cannabis consumption. Because I've had, you know, a side note, I've had a couple of my own clients in the cannabis space lose over 100 pounds because they started consuming more cannabis. And really, you know, these are people that had consumed a lot of alcohol in the past and and cannabis helped replace some of their alcohol consumption. So when they were, you know, and, and like one of my friends, he had a fatty liver, he had diabetes, he was almost 400 pounds. And so when he's, when he replaced a lot of the alcohol, he, you know, he didn't really change up his eating habits that much, but just because of the, the way that, you know, giving his liver a break from the toxic alcohol um, and just having less sugar in his in his system from less alcohol. Now, yes, cannabis does increase your appetite, but it also regulates your blood sugar. And it, in it there are implications for the metabolism. And cannabis also helps to restore homeostasis to your body. So, you know, there's a lot of people, cannabis users in general, there was a study done where cannabis users overall have a much lower BMI than alcohol users. So so that is something very exciting as this legalization movement happens. Um, again, most people associate cannabis use with gaining weight and being a couch potato. But I personally like to use cannabis and go to yoga or, you know, I like to go and be active after I use cannabis. So, you know, I think it's it's different strokes for different folks. Again, I think your own unique genetic makeup will tell you how you would respond to it. And whether it would help your metabolism or decrease your metabolism, but um, but for some people, it really helps to increase it and uh, decreases the sugar when you can replace some of the alcohol. Now, getting back to this physician that I mentioned, so he 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 was very excited to hear that there were implications for the metabolism with cannabis. But he was a doctor that very much believed in the pharmaceutical approach. So he would he would see people that were clinically obese and he would prescribe them, you know, prescription weight loss drugs. Now, one of the most popular ones from the past, and I'm sure everybody listening to this has heard of Fenfen. So Fenfen was very, very popular. It was very effective. People lost a ton of weight on Fenfen because it gave you energy. It decreased your hunger. And, you know, you were able, a lot of people were able to control their consumption of, of calories and lose a lot of weight on it. Uh, my boyfriend was one of them. My boyfriend, uh, you know, when he stopped playing football and stopped playing sports, but he was eating the same, he'd, you know, go home and eat a full, you know, an entire pizza. He gained, he quickly gained like 40 pounds. And he said he went and signed up for this weight loss clinic that offered Fenfen. And he said he was, he, it was amazing. He's like, I would just, he's like, I would eat, you know, an egg with a piece of toast in the morning and just be good for the rest of the day. And I was like, well, you know, you need to eat a little bit more than that. But, um, but my, my weight loss client said the same thing. 
I I didn't hear of one person that didn't that had a bad experience or had side effects, un, un, negative side effects from FenFen. All of my weight loss clients loved it. They were like, "Oh my god, I wish it was still here. I lost so much weight on it. I had no appetite. It was amazing." And of course, there were a lot of people that had very very bad side effects. It had negative uh, side effects for the heart. So I think a lot of people had heart attacks um, and and some people actually died from it. So again, everybody has a unique genetic makeup and some things work for some people and some things don't. So, but they took it off the market and, you know, I don't know of a lot of, I had, I had kind of researched other weight loss drugs, but I, I don't really want to get into those because I don't really know a lot about them. Uh, the last one that I wanted to bring up, and this is kind of a transition into the Skinny Confidential podcast, uh, and that is the topic of, or the weight loss that can potentially happen from Adderall. Now, Lauren seems to be fascinated by this. Lauren, again, is the host of uh, the Skinny Confidential. And so I feel like there's been a lot of people where if she thinks that that people are taking Adderall. She's like, let's talk about that. What do you think about that? Does it, does that, does that make you lose weight? How do you feel on Adderall? Do you take it? And I assume, and I think she's mentioned that she has taken it before, but she didn't like the way that it made her feel. Uh, I think she had mentioned it made her edgy. I could be making this up, but I, I do think that she's tried it before and it just did not work for her, but she had heard of a lot of people taking it. Uh, specifically for weight loss or for the way that it would, you know, decrease their appetite. And she had that guest on Naomi Olindo, who was promoting her blender bombs. Now her blender bombs are a, it's a holistic product. It's it's basically like a very healthy addition that you can add to like smoothies and oatmeal and it's got omega-3s. It's plant-based. It's basically like a super food ball and it's high fiber. It's paleo. It's got essential amino acids. So, you know, she's on this podcast talking about this health supplement and how it can, you know, help your overall health and potentially help you lose weight. And she she mentioned something, and I could be butchering this, so this is not a direct quote, but she mentioned, oh, or sometimes I'll just take an Adderall. And Lauren kind of jumped on that because Lauren wanted to talk about that. And I have to give Naomi credit. She was very honest here, which I, I do appreciate that. And so she did talk about how occasionally she would take an Adderall and, and it would take away, I think she said it would take away her hunger, um, but you know, she wasn't promoting it as like, oh, you should try this. And I, I do think, look, if you're going on talking about a product that you're trying to sell that is your company, and then you kind of refer to something like Adderall as one of the reasons that you are able to maintain your weight or stay thin, or you use it to suppress your appetite, it kind of, it doesn't contradict what you're saying, but it, it, it it take it could potentially in some people's eyes take away from from the point of uh, and and the mission of why you're there and of what you're promoting on the podcast. So I, I just thought that that was very interesting. I was kind of, I was listening and f- feeling for her that she had kind of gone down this this side path of this conversation and got dragged into this Adderall conversation. Now I actually have a prescription for Adderall. Um, now, I will be very honest. I I got a prescription for Adderall. I mean, I do think I am 
ADD in, in some respects. Um, but I, and I did get prescribed Adderall for that. But one of the things that I like taking Adderall for is, and this is not healthy at all. This is terrible to admit, but I'm going to admit it. I, I like it. It helps me when I need to like stay out longer and socialize longer and drink longer. Uh, so, you know, if I'm going into a very long day at work and I'm, I'm going to have a happy hour at the end of the day, I might take a little piece of an Adderall that day so that I'm still awake and ready to converse and ready to, and, and after a glass of wine or two, I'm still able to be very articulate, clear-headed, focused. And, you know, if I'm going to a festival or I'm going out for, you know, six hours, normally I can only stay out three hours. I just, I'm not super, super, super social. I, you know, three hours is plenty for me. I'm a natural introvert. I mean, I, I'm kind of one of those hybrids. Like I do need human interaction. Uh, I'm not a complete recluse, but, but some of my friends are extreme extroverts and they'll stay out forever. And if I want to try to keep up with them and not just get tired from having a few drinks and want to go home, having a little Adderall helps me. Now, what I've also noticed is it does decrease my hunger. Um, and now with that said, so there, are, there have been times where I've completely ruined my night because I'll be going out for a, a nice dinner, you know, as part of that long evening. And I took an Adderall so I could stay out longer and be awake longer. But I also like, but I, I I'm not, I'm not enjoying my meal. Uh, so that's, that's a detractor for me. I mean, if I'm going to go out to a nice restaurant, I do want to enjoy my meal. And I feel like Adderall makes things, I don't know, it, it almost like affects how food tastes to me and it does decrease my appetite. Now there's been other times though, it, it also decreases my inhibition. So there have been times where if I'm stressed, I will still, even though I'm not like physically hungry, I will still way, way, way overeat on Adderall. And I will choose, I, I still sometimes will choose really poor choices. So it does impact my decision making. It also gives me really terrible dry mouth. It gives me anxiety. It affects my sleeping. So there's a lot, there are not a lot of negative side effects to Adderall. Um, and look, I, I'm, I'm back up at my, or I mean, I've, I'm down a little bit from my heaviest, but you know, I, I also gained a lot of weight on Adderall. So it's not necessarily a weight loss drug. I think that can be a side effect of Adderall. And I think that, I think there are some people I'm sure that, that take it for that. And, and there are times that, you know, if I'm going to be going to a pool party or, you know, going out to a, a, a place where, you know, I don't want to, be gorging a huge meal before I go there. So I feel my best. Um, but if I'm hungry, I do like that Adderall kind of takes away that desire for me to like stuff my face right before I go. Whether that's healthy or not, I'm sure there's those of you that think this is, you know, eating disorder talk. Maybe it is. I don't know. I just look, sometimes I like something that controls my appetite. And, you know, Adderall can do that. This is not promoting Adderall as a weight loss drug. Let me just be very clear on that. It has very negative side effects. Um, and also, honestly, 
black coffee works just as well. Green tea works just as well, basically. So, um, and I also think, again, another side effect of Adderall, it definitely affects my speech. I can tell if I've taken Adderall, I, my word, my vocabulary recall is affected. So I, I'm, I'm one who thinks that this over-medication of America is not a good thing. I think potentially, you know, there's a lot of dementia related to some of these pharmaceuticals. Again, for anybody out there that takes drugs for mental wellness or, or any, like, I support that. I think there are some that are absolutely beneficial. And then there, I think that there's a part of our society that's over-medicated, um, you know, I prefer to be more natural to use things like cannabis, but cannabis decreases my energy, whereas Adderall increases my energy. So, you know, it has its place, um, and to each his own at the end of the day. So that's my journey. Anyway, I'm not promoting anything here. I'm just sharing my thoughts, my opinions. This is not advice. Okay. Now, let's get into the final review of The Skinny Confidential, which was a, which, so Lauren had on a uh, podcaster and Instagram influencer by the name of Victoria Garrick. And Victoria used to be a D1 volleyball player. And she went to San Diego, I think uh, a school in San Diego. And she, the way she got so many followers is she created a viral video that showed her kind of like in her natural state, but then, well, first it showed her with these Instagram filters on and it was a video where she was moving around and it, it made her body, she was in a bikini and it made her body significantly thinner and just completely not real. Like the proportions of her body were completely unrealistic and it was a filter. So it was all fake. It looked, it looked real. It looked like one of those airbrushed photo edited images that you see on Instagram with like the Kardashians do all the time. Um, but nobody, like I never knew those, those filters existed. I didn't know that you could do that to your body. Um, I mean, some of these filters are literally insane. And when you see the, so when you see her first with all these filters on and then she takes them off and she's just her real self with no makeup on, the juxtaposition is so, I mean, she's a beautiful girl, but the, but the natural state versus this false image that comes through these filters is jarring. And that's what is going to, you know, potentially be very detrimental to, to our psyche, to people's, to people's psyche. I mean, especially younger children who are literally growing up with these filters and this is what they know. I, I remember my first, I mean, I've talked about this before, but when I put this filter on my face and I was like, oh my God, that's my face. It's, I had lashes. I had this beautiful skin. I had this, you know, flawless, flawless image of myself that was not real. And then I saw my real face and I'm like, whoa. And I'm like, this is not, and I knew right away. I'm like, this is not good for me. I do not want to look at myself in in this not real image and then not look, not feel good about myself when I look at my, the, the, the real me. And so I, I, this is going to have a major impact on mental health in the future. And so they, they got into it. Now, 
what I thought was really interesting about this this podcast and the two of them combined. So Lauren, you know, if you go on Lauren's Instagram, it's 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 curated perfection. Instagram pages like Lauren are why I well they're not why. I I've I've been very I've had this perfectionistic tendency for a very long time that I'm trying not to have anymore. I'm trying to get myself out of it. That's why I'm trying to post more images of myself without makeup, without my hair done and say fuck it, who cares? It's hard because a lot of women were brought up to be people pleasers and we have to show perfection to everybody and we have to put on a happy face and we have to be people pleasers. It's just this it's ingrained in a lot of women specifically. And Lauren is somebody who, you know, if you look at her, if you look at her images that she posts on her Instagram, they're so beautiful. I mean, she is gorgeous in and of herself. I mean, she's one of those women who she's she's almost that unrealistic, you know, type of woman that you don't want to compare yourself to because, you know, she has she's blessed genetically. But the thing I like about Lauren is she's also very honest. She's honest. She got a boob job. She's honest that she's had fillers, that she does Botox, you know, she colors her hair. I mean, she's she's very into beauty and she uses different beauty techniques. She'll do plastic surgery. She'll go to the med spa. So she's and that's why I love her because I like to do some of that stuff, too. Now, I haven't had a boob job, but I'm not past getting my neck done someday or, you know, I, I I'm a big filler person. I'd love to go to Dr. Kasabian and get some under my eyes. So while I understand that you don't want to promote this like unrealistic sense of who, like what society should be, there's also doing what you want to do for yourself and feeling good for yourself. So now Lauren has been very honest that she does do a little bit of Photoshop. She doesn't do a lot. But she'll do a little lash. She'll whiten the, the the her eyes, like the whites of her eyes. She'll lighten a little bit. She'll do like these little, little tiny techniques. She's not somebody that's like overhauling her image so that if you saw her in real life, you wouldn't recognize her. Um, but I thought it was interesting because, you know, Victoria is, uh, you know, Garrick is very much about being real. And so I, I just thought it was an interesting interview. Uh, so, so they kind of got into her background. And and Michael had asked her, you know, where did this kind of, um, you know, desire to be so competitive come from? You know, was it your was it your family? Was it your upbringing? You know, and and Victoria was grow, grew up in a great family, supportive, supportive, you know, parents, and um, I think I think just my gist from from listening to the interview is just that. She just naturally sought out other people's validation that she, you know, I think she had that that people pleasing mentality anyway. Um, and I think going to school in San Diego where she was, you know, she was she was in, she was D1. Now, D, if you're a D1 athlete, you train hard. These are serious athletes. And so she was kind of trying to, she was training and so she needed to be strong, but then she was also trying to fit this thin image that was put out by society that women should take up less space. Women should be very, very thin, not, not muscular. And so, 
she found herself caught in this pattern where, I mean, she exercised so much. I mean, can you imagine volleyball practice at a D1 school? I mean, you're burning so many calories. You've got to consume a lot of calories, a lot of carbs. So she would, you know, eat pizza at night or eat, you know, eat that bagel. And then she would feel, she would, you know, tear herself apart for it and then feel like she had to like get back on track the next day and restrict. And so she ended up developing, you know, an, an eating disorder and, um, you know, just or disordered eating where she was just she, she mentally she was not well and she was able to seek out therapy and and really self-reflect on what she was doing, you know, and she had to look at herself and say, you know, why am I seeking so much validation from other people. You know, why do I care so much how many likes I have, how many um, comments I get? And that became a real turning point for her where she was like, you know what, I'm just going to take this pressure off my shoulders and put out my real self and actually educate women that, you know, even even a, an athletic thin woman like me when i sit down i've got rolls in my stomach now i used to think now i that actually when she said that i don't know that she think she said that necessarily but you see it on her instagram where she'll be like me you know instagram influencer and she'll be like all thin stretched out like posing but then me sitting real and she'll sit like a normal person and all of her rolls will be there and i i remember I don't remember how old I was, but I always remembered like looking at the the images that were put out there of, you know, the waif models. I mean, I grew up that in that Kate Moss era where the unrealistic heroin chic look was popular. And and I was always like, you know, to to so self-conscious about my own stomach rolls and how I didn't want to sit down and how would I hide my stomach rolls from people and thinking that I was the only one that had this and that I wasn't normal because of that. And you see that with women a lot. I mean, you see it now with porn, like men are consuming so much porn, especially, you know, you know, kids as as they're growing up and thinking that women's vaginas look like that. Like that's the natural state of a woman's vagina and that all vaginas look like that. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's promoting this, this false image of what a woman should look like. And then the reality is none of us, very few of us look like that. And we look at ourselves and we think that there's something wrong with us. So I have to say, I really do respect and like that Victoria is doing that. There's a lot of body positivity out there. And, you know, comparison really is the thief of joy. So, you know, and, and she talked about how she easily could have been one of those, you know, tummy tea girls where she, instead of being the real, you know, showing what reality is. I mean, she could have been one of those women who chased after that unrealistic image, but but perpetuated it because she is someone who, if you were to look at her, she she looks thin. She looks, you know, very toned and great. And, you know, so, uh, someone that a lot of women would aspire to look like. Um, but because she is very focused on honesty, you know, she puts all of the unflattering up there along with the flattering. And sometimes she'll put on makeup and sometimes she won't. And she's fine with either. And, you know, they talked about one of the things that they talked about was, <clears throat> excuse me, 
was, you know, if you are going to get surgery or you are going to put on makeup or you are going to get filler, Botox, whatever you want to do, it needs to be for yourself. You shouldn't be doing it because if you don't, you feel less worthy or if you don't, you're going to feel judged or if you don't, it's because, uh, you know, society won't accept you. And I think a lot of us kind of struggle with, am I doing it for society or am I doing it for me? You know, and I I found this topic very interesting because Lauren even had to kind of question herself. She's like, you know, I love it in Austin where I can go without a bra and I can look like Gollum, you know, and Schmeagel from, you know, with no makeup on. And I mean, like she ever looks like that. Come on. I mean, she's gorgeous, I'm sure, without with at her worst she's more gorgeous than most but 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 you know the way that she was putting it is if i'm natural if i'm you know no makeup no trying all this stuff she she feels like she can just let it all go in austin versus in la she's got to get a spray tan she's got to get her lashes done she's got to get a blowout she's got to you know have her her nails done her outfit on fleek like she's just got to like really put it on and victoria was kind of like well you know that's fine if you are doing that for yourself but you know what it, what if you showed up in beverly hills looking like schmeagel or looking like gollum or whatever like is that a problem? Like, would you do that? And, and why? And why wouldn't you? Is it because you you feel like you society wouldn't accept you because people would judge you? And Lauren really had to kind of sit there and be like, hmm, you know, why don't I feel like I can just let it all go in L.A.? So, so there is, you know, there is part of us all that seeks approval from other people that wants to be accepted. I mean, I'll never forget. There was this guy that was staying with us one time and I, you know, I look very different. I mean, anybody does, right? Any, any woman that puts on makeup regularly looks very different without it. And, you know, I'm, I'm particularly shocking when I don't have myself all done up because my hair, like if you saw my hair, like in its natural state, like if I washed it dry and it just let it dry, it is a frizzy, it's the ugliest hair you'll ever see. Now, I say that. I judge myself. Um, it, it's just, it's it's not even curly. It's just frizzy, tangly, bad hair. Now, when I blow dry it and I smooth it, it, it looks, I, I have nice hair. But now you pair that frizzy, not great hair with no makeup. And I'll never forget this guy who's staying with us was like, whoa, he saw me with no makeup on my hair, not done. He's like, whoa, he's like, you look different without makeup. And it was, wow, you look like shit without makeup. And I'll never forget that. And I think a lot of women, they'll, they remember the most negative thing that somebody ever said to them. You know, my mom, I was, I was talking to my mom. My mom remembers everything a, a person has ever said about her body, whether it's been positive or negative. And I think, you know, and Victoria brought this up where, you know, we're all kind of, especially as w- when we're younger, we're all, we're all trying to figure out 
who to be in life. And we all want to be accepted. I mean, that is a natural human tendency. And when some when people give us feedback about ourselves, we kind of ingest that and we say, oh, okay, so that's, you know, and, and when she had gotten feedback on when she had like lost weight or was super toned, she and took that, somebody had complimented her. Oh, wow, you're very lean. And she's like, well, what does that mean? She goes, oh, it means you're very thin. And she's like, okay, so thinness is good. Thinness will get me compliments. Thinness is what I need to be. And and those are messages that you get from society. And that's what's the problem with having, you know, white, thin women on every magazine cover. Like, what about women of color? What about different body types? It's all beautiful. It's just there has to be more beauty standards than just these impossible ones that are actually unachievable. And 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 with this filter culture, right? It's it's completely unrealistic. And I think Victoria's th- thought and and message is that people should at least know. You know, for, a lot of us know about these filters now. You know, especially people that are you know attuned with social media. But there are some people that don't. There are some people out there that that don't know these apps exist, that don't know that people and all the celebrities that they follow face tune their face and and do these things. And and for those people, it makes them feel worse about themselves because they have these these standards that are literally impossible. They will never achieve those. You know, they they won't be able to lose weight or work out enough to to get there because that was probably surgery that got that person to look like that. So that's really her point is, you know, be honest about it. And 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 that was actually and that's really kind of where her and Lauren aligned and where, you know, they're they're a little bit polar opposites as far as what they post cuz Lauren's is so curated and perfect and and Victoria's is so just real put it out there even though it's not the prettiest image. Um, and that's where they align though, is that, you know, Lauren is just very honest. I mean, she kind of does live this, this very curated life and does get up and she is that, you know, Victoria kept kind of being like, I'm not going to be one of those people with my coffee in the morning that's going out and meditating and journaling. And (laughs) it's funny because that's what Lauren and Michael talk about. You know, they, they do incorporate these wellness tips into their lives and you can tell they're trying to live this like higher vibrational life. And whereas somebody like Victoria might say, well, that's just not me. Like, that's good for you. But I don't need to be like that to also be a great, successful, awesome person in life. So so anyway, so that's kind of what I took away from this podcast. Uh, I thought it was a great episode. And, um, you know, uh, Victoria did start a, a podcast called Real Pod. I think she had a plastic surgeon on the other day that um, that was, again, talking about the, these same topics. So it was really interesting. I think I will tune into her podcast at some point and, and maybe do a review on her podcast. Um, I think I'm the only one out there doing podcast reviews. So I'd like to take that credit. Thank you very much. Uh, there's a lot of podcasts that review TV shows or true crime. I think I'm the first to do podcasting. So I'd like to say that now and uh, co- commemorate this uh, occasion and this fact that I am doing something completely different, even though I have no followers. But uh, do tell 
anybody in your network. If you if you have friends that are interested in diet, weight loss, body acceptance, all of these topics, please share. Um, please follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Um, we're going to be having some new episodes coming up. Um, another review of Taylor Strecker show. We'll be talking about um, some F factor uh, topics. We'll be talking about some more diet starts tomorrow. Uh, so uh, stay tuned for more episodes. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And in the meantime, I hope all of you have a very balanced week. <music>